What ho, up, redheads? Ho, ho, ho is right. Wow. When I, uh, whenever I'm having a nightmare and then I, I wake up to the sound of, what up, redheads? <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, I just like pray, thank God that that was a dream. Um, yeah. How you doing, buddy? You don't want my, my voice ringing through your ears when you're trying to fall asleep. I'll, you'll have some some trips, let's just say. Yeah, I'm a, a bad trip. A bad trip. I'm doing good, Eric. It is the eve of the eve of the holiday known as Christmas. And I'm coming out of the my epic battle with the coronavirus. I emerged the victor. Mm. Uh, the better man quite literally Mm -hmm. and thank you and i'm about to take off on my holiday jet setting wow good for you so i'm i'm guessing you woke up feeling yourself today and you said you know what let me take a few rapid tests and just confirm that i've defeated the novel coronavirus and then you proceeded to test negative three times in a row is that what what went down uh, more or less i mean i actually still should take a ra- i need to take a rapid test after this call thank you for the reminder <laughs> um i mean i don't i wouldn't recommend it Ty, because you're not required legally to do anything even if you have covid like you don't have to quarantine you don't have to test you don't have to do shit all anymore so i recommend you just you know stick it to the man and hop on that jet that you've been you've been waiting to hop on love that let's go infect all of economy class exactly they are going to get infected by something and Mm -hmm. you know it might as well be from you yeah better than that than the like fettuccine in a plastic bag that they give you (laughs) yeah i mean you're gonna get sick regardless at least it's not the fettuccine this time the the Mm -hmm. seafood (laughs) the seafood fettuccine on on air canada (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just saying that kind of made my like my like my instincts to vomit just perked a little bit Mm -hmm, exactly i had a gag moment as well Mm -hmm. um pause but i've been wanting to try the um I want to I want to fly to Japan really bad and I want to fly business and just have mm-hmm. them serve me like a whole omakase like dinner on on board in my lay flat seat. <laughs> but, like I've just been like dreaming about this for a long time. And I yeah. uh, I've been in some like weird Instagram reels lately where they show you the omakases on nice airlines and walk through the different options you have. It's quite mm-hmm elaborate um i like the idea of having a personal chef at thirty thousand feet Mm -hmm. i know i mean instead of it being like uh veggie or chicken it's like western or eastern (laughs) yeah you know it's like you get you can have a steak or you get the uh like the udon and then the sushi and then all this other Mm -hmm. stuff yeah we start with west versus east and then we narrow it down from there We'll we'll figure out what what your taste buds are craving today. Mm -hmm. So, and that tells me that, like, on every single airplane, they're handing you cold lasagna, but like somebody at the very front of the plane is actually ordering any food they want from a menu. And hell, Wagyu might be on there. You might be eating cold lasagna on a plane that has Wagyu available, and (laughs) you don't even get to read the menu of it. 
there's probably some wagyu in the plane that's going to be tossed out because um, someone in first class didn't want it, and you're stuck eating out of a plastic bag. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. They will gatekeep at any cost. They will, and it's it's very evident when you like try to sneak into the first class bathroom. It's like uh uh-uh. uh, like you didn't pay for this privilege. We don't want your broke ass stinking up the place. Yeah, that's true. It's probably because yeah. like the farther back on the plane, the worse your bowel movements. There's probably a direct correlation between like really clean and really nasty bowel movements from head to toe mm-hmm. of the plane. Mm-hmm. Quite literally, from from tip to tail. <laughs> tip to tail. <laughs> Quite yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not unlike that at Subway, where I feel like the uh, the value pay, like the the higher up you get in the sandwich selection process you're getting all the way to the top left corner of signature items <laughs> you're probably eating something that is like a little bit of a little bit better on the stomach mm-hmm. you're yeah you're exactly right they probably uh, invest more heavily into those ingredients um and you know what Ty? i'm actually I'm actually happy that you brought up wagyu because i had a wagyu activation two nights ago that I want to walk you through. Wow. Okay. Let's get into <laughs> it then. Tell me a little bit about what got you wagging your tail. <laughs> um, thank you for asking. Um, well, a couple of days ago, anniversary with my LP, decided mm. to Congrats. go to, thank you, decided to uh, spend a little bit too much money on some slabs of meat. Uh, with various sides and even even a seafood appetizer, which I would love to just like Ooh. talk you through. Okay, um, so there's lots to unpack here. So yeah, yeah. just get ready. This is why I've been excited to pod all day. Um, so we this went is like to... an audi- auditory mukbang we're about to get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went to at least a steakhouse. Have you mm-hmm. have you heard of this place, Ty? I have. It's in Yale Town. It is. And um, it's probably like, <laughs> like if you're a vegetarian, like a steakhouse to you is probably like, like the gates of hell. <laughs> it's like, mm. So there's no, nothing for me here. Um, but there is actually something that I want to bring to your attention because there was a tartar bar on the menu. Tartar tar bar. Of, tar, tar bar. There, were, there was four types of tartar available. And uh, one of which was actually, actually, this is separate from the four. It was a uh, tasting flight of the four different kinds. You went, so <laughs> do, you, do you bar tar with the tar tar bar before <laughs> you get, or is it a fixed flight? Is this a, a fixed tasting? I think it's a fixed flight. Um, let me just reference here, Ty. Huh, didn't take a photo of it, but... <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure you just get a little sampler of each and this thing was running close to uh, at least close to the three digit mark on price tag um, mm. and so I just wanted to like actually wait there's five Ty, I lied there's five, five types of tartar and one of which Ty is a vegetable tartar and I want to just like describe to you what's in this because I think you'll get a kick out of it Okay. Wait, isn't that just mean it's just raw vegetables? Well, I don't know. Maybe you'll maybe you can tell me because I'm not familiar with this segment here. Okay. Um, but Thai, the vegetable tartare comes with avocado, chili, mm-hmm. olive oil, 
autumn vegetables, pickled berries, black Spanish radish, cured egg yolk, and taro chips for dipping. Oh, that sounds like quite a like like rich in color type mm-hmm. of meal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's celebrating pride and rainbow diet at the same time, all for nineteen dollars. Wow, that's it? Wait, that's it. It's just vegetables, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those are avocados, Eric. I mean, you're right. Um, I can only imagine how small it is. Like, mm-hmm. you already know it's going to be like one to two bites. Um, yeah, I think so. It was tempting, but I opted for the shrimp cocktail instead. Ooh, that sounds really good. I would imagine yeah. that I, I can already guess the plating style of this vegetable tartare, Eric. Mm-hmm. I bet you they halved the avocado, removed the comet that's in the middle of it, and then the kidney stone. Yeah, and then they probably put the egg yolk in its place, and they would mm. serve just the single half yolk inside. Radicchio and chilies <laughs> kind of speckled around as like garnish. Mm-hmm. I, I would guarantee you that's how they plated this tartare. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm into that. They could even like slice the bottom as well. You know what? Like the avocado, I bet you 80% of it goes to waste, but there's mm-hmm. like a sliver down the middle with that contains that crater yeah. where they were able to like place the yolk inside, but it's still flat on both sides. So you're able to like balance it nicely on the plate and have like a nice platform for your autumn vegetables. Yes, you're right. Good point. You need, you, you just, unless actually the <clears throat> autumn vegetables form a little mound that the avocado is kind of dug into so you can maintain the concave outer edge in which case it might look like a little bird's nest with a little egg in it (laughs) sitting in this mound yeah i mean i i say all this to like give you some inspiration because i would love to see um you attempt this trick this party trick that Mm -hmm. that would just be awesome because a tartar is like a direct attack on your religion and Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I just want to see you clap back. Well, uh, I'm a progressive, Eric. Uh, not a fundamentalist. So I'll find a way to to take this tartar to the next level. The, mm. the, I think the best part about being a vegetarian, Eric, is the opportunity to culturally appropriate your food. I know. I love that you... <laughs> I love that you take vegetables and then just call them wings. Like, it's really cool that you do that. It's my favorite... Yeah, like the seitan ribs I ate the other night. Sheesh. Sheesh. But what was it, just like a like a mango or something? <laughs> what was it? It's just like soy mush. Soy mush. My yeah, favorite. Yum. Wow. Um, also, I should back up and say that uh, thanks to our partners at American Express for securing the reservation. Um, mm-hmm. They greeted us with two flutes of champagne. Ooh. Yeah, That's a they nice said. Treat. Yeah, they said complimentary. Uh, happy anniversary, and I said, "Wow, thank you." That's so cute. It I also want to take this moment to uh, say recognize also our partners at Blendjet. <laughs> um, if it wasn't for Blendjet, soy mush wouldn't be as readily available. So you can make soy mush yourself at home. Uh, you can make your own veggie tartare. All you got to do is cop a portable blender called a Blendjet 2, link in bio, 
we'll get you 12% off. Is that, am I reading that right? <laughs> I think you're reading the prompt correctly, Ty. We, once again, just to remind folks, we could have given you a better discount, but we opted to go the more brand propelling route mm-hmm. and aligning the 12% to the 12 inches that you might find uh, within a foot long. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome for that. Uh, so you're welcome. Blender, buy one for your weird uncle for Christmas or mm-hmm. your no- nomadic uh, big brother. Yeah, or for yourself, because there's a good chance you're listening to this from a vehicle um, that you live in. So mm-hmm. this thing, you could probably charge it in the like cigarette lighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, there you go. Blend something in your car. Um, but yeah, Ty, it was a great activation. Um, I want to hear some... more, Eric. I want to hear more about the shrimp cocktail. Are you telling me that a shrimp made this cocktail? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, are you telling me this isn't drinkable? This coffee, this every alcoholic was like, wait a second, this isn't a drink. Um, but it was served in a cocktail glass, which I liked, uh, with you know some shrimp hanging off on the outside, um, and uh, yeah, it was filled with some cocktail sauce and some shredded, some shredders actually. There was like wow. some shredded parsley inside, and uh, yeah, made for a nice, nice little garnish. Very cool. You got the herbs on top. Mm-hmm. Got the herbs and cheese. Um, yeah, I don't dude, like dr- the term cocktail, shrimp. Eric. I don't like the term cocktail being used outside of the mixology industry because it's always used in a negative way. It'll be like, there's this cocktail of like vomit and feces, or this cocktail of anger and and envy. You know, it's always used to describe the mixture mm-hmm. of things that are nasty. So when yeah, I hear shrimp uh, cocktail, it's kind of like torched for me. Yeah, it is kind of torched. And especially in these like post-COVID times, like I remember like when uh, you would get a cocktail of like different vaccines. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the you vaccine know? cocktail was one of the worst. Or you'd was, have to yeah. take a cocktail of medicine to heal yourself from the corona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm currently nursing this green tea cocktail um, to aid in my hangover. But uh yeah dude the shrimp cocktail was great ordered two steaks i mean steak is like one of them was you could barely call it a steak uh because we only got two ounces of the wagyu <laughs> uh guess how much two ounces of wagyu a5 japanese wagyu will run you oh dude i am so out of out of the loop with the like prime meat market yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna guess what sixty dollars more i have I mean, no not, not I have that no much more. more it was eighty dollars high for two ounces and that's like like uh if you were to order the steak and cheese at subway it's like the same amount of steak and cheese that you would find in the six inch that's how much really? two ounces is. <laughs> yeah that was eighty dollars um like... but i will say i will say it was like the best meat i've ever put into my mouth pause really Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no wow. question. It was so better, soft. Better dude. than steak and cheese? It was, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> it was really close, Ty. Um, but I'm picturing, like, a... Now I'm picturing, like, a elevated steak and cheese with Wagyu. Like, that, that would just be so crazy, you know? It's like, it's, like, the same as, like, adding gold flakes to anything. <laughs> wow. The, the, it truly is the caviar of agriculture. So you put yep. this in 
your mouth. You rest your one, your measly little one ounce, because I'm assuming Bay got the other half. Your forty dollars <laughs> worth of uh, like one bite meat on yep. your tongue. You let you feel it around in your mouth. You don't chew too yet. You just kind of press it with your tongue, mm. kind of figure out the <laughs> texture. You're salivating now. The aroma, the aroma of the meat wafts out of your open mouth and into your nose. Mm-hmm. And then I do a nice little French inhale with that aroma. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you clamp down and get and let the jaw get to work, right? Am I mm-hmm. describing it correctly or uh, what did I miss? I mean, I didn't savor it that hard, uh, but I did enjoy it as much as you're describing it right now. It was fantastic, Kai. Um, they had, <laughs> when I, uh, when we sat down and looked at the menu and our gracious hostess or our server walked us through the menu, she made sure to call out the Wagyu program at the bottom. That's the, mm. Those are the words she used. And I was like, I'm in the right place. <laughs> cool. Yeah. She's like, yeah. And at the bottom here, we have our Wagyu program. And I was like, oh, shit. And there was like two different ones. One was from like Alberta. One's from J- Japan. And I was like, obviously, I'm going to get the Japanese one. Like, stop playing, you know? For sure. Yeah. yeah, Alberta, Alberta beef needs to shake its blue collar identity for me to be interested. Yeah, I know. Whenever I think of Alberta beef, I just think of like Wendy's. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure they advertise like, yeah, yeah. like from Alberta or some shit. Yeah, Wendy's kind of democratized the Alberta beef brand. So now like <laughs> a restaurant like this serving the same they can't use the same term that's it's like if they yeah. had a beyond patty you know yeah exactly like you're telling me this like 90 dollar steak is from the same cow as like a baconator <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of whack it's fucking crazy yeah um i mean yeah all farms in alberta are the same <laughs> i think um, so but ty you would you would get a kick out of this every farm had a biography in the menu so like oh, cool. every yeah, every single farm there was like Idaho, Alberta, BC, like all these different places, Japan. And then they had like a short write up about like why you should like buy it from there. Mm, like why the you elevator should get the elevator pitch. Yeah, it's like why you should get the steak from this farm. And I thought that was really cool because a lot of them, well, at least they say so, they are like practicing a lot of sustainability mm. practices. And um, one of them stood out to me. They were like, we're using environmentally enhancing methods. So, Ty, not only are they <laughs> practicing sustainability, but they're improving the world we live in by slaughtering this, this animal. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's some incredible like, <laughs> mental refactoring. <laughs> I know. And it was pretty awesome. I wish I actually like, wrote it down or something. But, um, yeah, I was like, this is so amazing because they all just kind of like regurgitate the same thing no pun intended mm-hmm. cows got five stomachs um <laughs> so you're telling me that they they are trying to ki- tell you that them <laughs> killing the cows is actually net positive for the environment are they killing cows that are like wrecking havoc like the the biggest offenders in the methane they, they like cherry pick the extra farty cattle is that, is that what they mean by that? I think probably. I think not only are they, like, feeding it things that, you know, make it fart less. Like, you know, there's, like, some foods that make you, 
yeah, more, yeah, more than you know. want, like like a bean and cheese burrito, for example. Yeah, yeah. You can um, find them on on the Subway menu. Some are some are worse offenders. Some are less. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Number eight on the Subway menu is the see <laughs> <laughs> some of them all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess they probably feed it like food that is like better for it that you know just passes through easily easier and um and then any of the ones that fart the most they probably got some kind of gas meter attached to their assholes um Mm. and then if it reaches a certain level they just like chop its head off you know (laughs) like 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 that's probably what happens some tim burton um, shit yeah and uh yeah there you go i mean honestly it was a great it was a great experience i i learned a lot about uh cattle <laughs> yeah dude you could go work on the ranch now um is, so you put this 40 dollar single bite of farty meat in your mouth what are you thinking while you're eating it like what does it does it draw a memory does it put you in an ethereal state walk me mm. through the head the mental mental headspace that that puts you in mm-hmm I think it was like a two a two pronged approach. Um, one was like, "Wow, I I understand now. Like, I understand why this this style of meat production is so valuable. Like, it literally tastes like like heaven, Thai. I've never had anything like it." Um, and then the second half of it was like in Japanese culture. It's called harikari. <laughs> it's where you mm. take a sword and you slice yourself in the stomach that's what i wanted to do after because i realized how much i had spent on a single bite of food oh i see you're like get, <laughs> i need to uh make a big hole reach in take the ounce out and give it back and get a or just one. eat it again <laughs> yeah it's like i need to get my money's worth just <laughs> double the amount that's pretty wow. funny yeah but Ty, it was awesome it was it was like just life-changing life-changing i can tell you're a changed man you just you seem different today you got a blanket and you're uh (laughs) sipping tea yeah so clearly japanese now (laughs) i'm japanese now i'm like sitting here like with my legs crossed barefooted i'm actually wearing muji slippers too so (laughs) i'm just turning to a japanophile after that experience dude i'm i'm here for the muji slippers that seems like the there, there's some items at Muji in the apparel department that I can't really get behind. Like, their button shirts look like they're designed solely for mannequins. <laughs> but the slippers, that those look comfortable. Dude, they they're are not awesome. too comfortable. Exactly. They keep you on your toes, quite literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're like well, the yeah, sports I... car slippers, actually. They're, they're, like, quite a sleek shape. They're, they're not, like, there's no frills, mm-hmm. quite literally. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, like, Japanese minimalism at its finest and it's just like cheap enough where it's like it's literally like beautiful design at a cheap price where you can just like if you get like a coffee stain on it you just like throw it out and it doesn't matter right. you know it's like if you get coffee stain on your Birkenstocks you're kind of like pissed about it mm-hmm. it's funny how if your coffee cup and your slippers get in a fight you punish both of them you like have to you throw out the slipper and you're like this is your punishment. And then you like mm-hmm. pour out the coffee. You're like, this is your punishment. You, you gotta mm, keep yeah. them in check, Eric. Yeah, there's no winning in this in this battle. You know, you win if you you maintain control. Exactly. 
speaking of maintaining control, I'm going to maintain control of this podcast and keep telling you about my dinner. <laughs> um, Go for it. Here's what we ordered as a side. We had some potato puree, um, some assorted winter carrots. Very colorful. Dude, I love favorite. assorted winter carrots. Oh. Yeah, dude. Fucking amazing. Like, when you get, like, a purple carrot in there, like, ooh. Um, seasoned beautifully, I might add. Um, and then also a truffle mac and cheese. Um, and then after we ordered all this, she's like, do you want to add truffle to your puree as well? And I was like, hold on now. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. It's a little too much truffle for me right now. But this, this mm. mac and cheese tie had, like, big, fat, black truffle shavings on it. Oh. And it looked beautiful. I love that. Uh, you made the right call, my friend, with the mashed potato, because it was a puree. Such... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> truffle such an overwhelming <laughs> flavor. It really can just control mm-hmm. the airtime on the palate. So yeah, you're right. And a puree so subtle, or or a mash. Yeah, I mean, or a mash, a monster mash. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, um, but in hindsight, Ty, I actually wish I got the truffle added to the uh, puree because it was a really light truffle scent on the Mac. I'll just say that. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, it was very subtle. It was the lacroix of truffle. Well, that seems like a reason reasonable thing to add then to the patat. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, man. that's about it. Can we double-click into these... Uh rainbow winter winter carrots eric like i i I'd imagine it's just like a bunch of like wizard dicks all in a row <laughs> very pointy wrink- um yeah wrinkly it's like a it's like a substitute teacher's like nose you know it's got like a <laughs> like a bump on one side kind of yeah, like yeah. A, a, it's like a hook shape yeah it's like <laughs> your grandma's fingers deformed. yeah exactly <laughs> like, riddled with arthritis <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Literally, yeah. Um, one's like orange, one's purple. It's like, mm, just, it is why is there all, why does every grandma have like one finger that's changing color? <laughs> <laughs> oh, grandma's hands. Um, yeah, Ty, it was basically that. And it was really good. It was like really salty, which actually complemented the puree quite nicely, you know? Nice. And then, yeah, um, yeah and then added some au poivre sauce you know what i mean a little black peppercorn yeah um yeah it was it was just it was magnificent i i got i got pretty uh drunk at the dinner table Mm -hmm. um and then drove home (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) an incredible story that i approved of 99 percent of it except for the last part (laughs) (laughs) um yeah maybe you'll approve of this though you know that story where you like slipped and fell in your fake gucci shoes or fake prada loafers actually prada but yeah i remember yeah and then you got cut off almost happened to me on the way out because the marnie slippers the the marnie uh loafers are completely flat on the bottom they're smooth it's just like not designed for any snow (laughs) venturing Mm -hmm. out and uh as you know yelltown they i guess they ran out of budget for the snow plow Mm-hmm. um it's just like ice there and yeah I, mm-hmm. I took like i was basically skating all the way from the restaurant to the the car so 
too. Yeah, it wasn't very, wasn't very these, safe. These bougie places are so invested in their ice program inside the restaurant. You'd think they'd also <laughs> invest in the ice program on the street outside, but it seems mm-hmm. nearly the case. Yeah, they're frosting their mugs inside, but they're not defrosting the sidewalk outside. So it's really mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah, the and it also sucks that like this is loafer season, you know, holiday parties, Christmas dinners. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to break out the the dress, the formal wear, very often during spring summer season. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate that both the the footwear designed for most for being the most formal is also designed with the least amount of traction. There, there's an yeah, obvious right. like contradiction there. You're absolutely right. And this is why, Ty, we got to invest in the 2023 spring-summer Prada loafers that have like the lug Fat sold. treads. Yeah. yeah. Fat <laughs> like we got we to gotta just switch it up. We're, we're wearing the wrong Prada loafers. We're wearing I the like, so popular too. ones from like 2004. Yeah, I need to get in my Kanye-esque like knee-high boots to go to dinner. Exactly. Where are the Balenciaga Croc uh, rain boots when you need them? You know. Yeah. Those those are actually ideal. That's like ideal footwear right now. And, w- and will the maitre d let me in with the mud? Yes. Like, b- baby, these are Balenciaga. Like, go sit down. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I keep I keep revisiting the story where Demino got rejected from a French restaurant because of how he was oh. dressed. <laughs> 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 oh fuck. that is pretty sad and, and if you pride yourself on being like anyone in fashion it's like and you got rejected for your fashion that's really yeah, funny it's so funny it's like how about you maitre don't yeah exactly maitre d we need to we need to power check any maitre d you mm-hmm. know I mean? mm-hmm. it's like you you also can't afford this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, who who let the maitre d' be the gatekeeper of, like, bougie restaurants? It's like, you, you make, like, 30k a year to stand here and tell, like, rich people no. Yeah, it doesn't make what? sense. I think, you know what it is, Eric? I think that, you be, you know how you, like, be, you become the top five people you spend the most time around? Yeah. You can imagine that as a maitre d', your um, just the surplus of rich, rude mm-hmm. people surrounding mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. inflate some of those qualities in your own personality. Yeah, that's a really good observation. It'll, yeah, it'll do numbers on your ego if you're constantly mm-hmm. like, you know, just surrounding yourself with like rich people who like just toss you the keys to their G-Wagon when they walk in, you know? Yeah, totally. It's like, sweet. Like, like every maitre d' knows their way around, like, the glove compartment of a G-Wagon better than I do. Yeah, exactly. They they are able to operate the, the fishnet cup holder in the pre-2021 models. <laughs> yeah, those things are confusing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's I mean, necessary we gotta, we gotta, sexual. We have to, we have to like start a war against like employees of like high end places that like get paid less than us. You know, we gotta like start antagonizing them more. <coughs> Jesus, because like I, whenever I think of that, I just I just remember when I got rejected at Carbone, and then they're like, 
they they said like do you have a rezo and i said no and they're like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like well fuck you like i mean i have one coming up now i i managed to secure a rezo thanks to the thanks to the friends over at uh, american express platinum concierge That's um yeah but i mean those days were not that long ago ty where you know i, I was pushing ptsd yeah, you're right, Eric. I, I think the challenge here is that when you walk up to the hostess desk, they can, they can smell inauthenticity. They know you're, they know you're not raking in seven figures annually, despite the success of this podcast. And mm-hmm. and once they smell you out, they're not afraid to bring the claws out too. How? <laughs> you're absolutely right. They they might be able to smell the Aesop fragrance on me, but they know that that smell is uh, is a paycheck to paycheck smell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy loses his job and he's going to be smelling a lot different next week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So wow. buy a blend jet. So buy a blend jet, boys and girls. Um, you already know blend jet is the way to go. All right, mm-hmm. blendjet.com, code breadhead12. Breadhead12. Don't, don't sleep on the blend jet too it comes in uh a, i think there's a princess theme uh maybe you'll get a camouflage one if you need to blend in the bush <laughs> <laughs> a bush blend <laughs> wow wow cool so that's yeah, it's been a pleasure um hope you have a great holiday weekend mm-hmm. um i don't intend to bother you until monday or Tuesday, right, actually. Yes, I'll connect with you on Tuesday. We will reflect on holiday cheer, um, mm-hmm. the tidings yeah. of the season, and what you're doing with your, your holiday downtime. Yeah, and uh, can we discuss all the presents you've re-gifted? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the strategy this year. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, well right. wishes to you and yours. Swell wishes to you as well, Eric, and swell wishes to all the breadheads. May Santa bring you all of the PC gaming accessories that you asked for. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope you breadheads finally get your bread up this holiday season. Remember to contribute to your RSPs mm-hmm. before the year ends and you know, maximize that tax return. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sage advice. All right, Uh, Eric, breadheads, think fresh. Think fresh.